Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, how are you? How's it going? Usually if someone asks you that question, you know better than to actually start telling them. They're just being polite. They don't really expect an answer and probably don't really want an answer. Fine or good is the conventional response. And if you go on with more than that, things get uncomfortable pretty quick. Same with, can I do anything for you? You're supposed to say, no, that's all right. But if you say, well, yes, (laughs) would you do this and this and this, you probably get quite the surprised look on their face, followed by, um, look at the time. (laughs) I wish I could. They were just being polite. They didn't want to. They didn't really expect to. They didn't think you'd actually ask. And if you gave a dinner in Jesus' day, you'd leave the door open so that anybody could come in. But it was really for show. You didn't really want them to come in. So those in need, you weren't shutting them out, but you didn't invite them either. Maybe they could get a scrap or two at the end. But if any of them were fool enough to actually come in, it might go something like this. The conversation would come to a stop. Everyone would stare at them and make them feel conspicuous, uncomfortable, and out of place. And then they'd leave (coughs) learning their place. Except if you invite Jesus to your dinner. We're not told if this man with dropsy had actually come into the house or not, but it seems as if he did. For he was before Jesus, in front of him, maybe standing, maybe humbly bowing or kneeling. And it was silent. It was silent because after Jesus asked his question, Luke reminds us or tells us that they remained silent. The conversation had stopped. They were staring at him. You know that what are you doing here? Stare. So looking at them, looking at him and in the midst of this deafening uncomfortable silence Jesus asks what about this chap boys shall I heal him and the man with drops he's probably thinking oh don't ask them Jesus but is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not they don't answer Not only because they didn't want to answer, they just wanted this man to go away, but because they couldn't answer. If they said no, it would reveal them as hypocritical frauds without compassion. 
But if they said yes, they would be advocating breaking the Sabbath, at least their understanding of it, which wasn't the right understanding at all. So they remained silent, unable to answer, afraid to answer, and a little peeved at this man and Jesus for putting the shoe on the other foot, for making them feel so uncomfortable and awkward in this position. Now, I wish Luke would have told us what Jesus' reaction was here. Did he shake his head and those smart people who couldn't answer him? How long did he make them squirm? Did he turn and smile at the man with dropsy? Well, that's all beside the point, I suppose. We're told what we need to know. And that is that Jesus took him and healed him and sent him on his way. Seems like the silence continued, though. Or maybe they began to murmur a bit. When Jesus basically says, you know, y'all would have done the same thing. For which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they probably had. They would do it for themselves, to benefit themselves, but not for others. And you know what Jesus saw at that moment? Not just a room full of Pharisees and important people. He saw a room full of people with dropsy. Now, you are probably wondering what dropsy was. Well, I don't know if we know for sure. But from the Greek word itself, the prefix seems to have been from the word water. And so it seems to have something to do with water. So something that could cause a disfiguring swelling or puffiness in the body, maybe even to the point of being quite grotesque looking. And as Jesus looked around that room, that's what he saw. Spiritual dropsy. People puffed up and full of themselves. People swelled up with pride in their own virtue and godliness. And to God, that's more grotesque looking than any physical dropsy or any other physical disease. And let's be honest. That's what God sees here too, isn't it? People who compare ourselves with others and usually come out on the better side. People who look down on others for doing the very same sins that we do. People who take pride in our church attendance, our giving the good we do, and quickly and conveniently ignore or excuse all the times we don't. People who are quick to ask, are you really sorry? Without examining our own repentance. People quick to seek the approval of others while starving those looking for it from us. 
and on and on. How often are our eyes like those carnival mirrors? One mirror making the sins of others look bigger, while the other mirror making our sins look small. A room full of people with dropsy. But you know why that's good news? Because when Jesus holds a banquet and opens the door, he really wants all people to come in. The least, the lowest, the most disfigured and disgusting, the vile, the criminal, the abuser, the adulterer, the thief, the idolater, the slanderer, the coveter, the murderer, the liar, those who rebel against their father and mother, those so filled and puffed up with pride that adding one more is going to make us burst. And if I missed you on that list, please raise your hand and I'll add you to it now. Nobody? Because that's us. Maybe respectable in the eyes of the world, good even. But to God, a room full of people with sinful spiritual dropsy. Come on in, he says. And let me heal you on this Sabbath right now. I forgive you all your sins. For I died for them all on the cross. All of them, none accepted. So that forgiveness I gave you in your baptism and I promised I would continue, I do. I forgive you. You are mine. And you don't have to sneak in and sit in that seat in the back. Come up to the altar. Come up to my table. Come up to the very front, not in shame, but because I want you here. I want all to see not how much your sin, but how much I love you. And that I do so much that I give you here, I feed you with my own body and blood. The same body and blood that was born for you, that hung on the cross for you, that died for you, that rose from the dead for you and ascended into heaven for you because I want that for you too. That when you die, you will rise and ascend and enter the door of my heavenly banquet, which will have no end. I don't care who you are. I care who you will be, who I will make you, my child and an heir of heaven. That's pretty awesome, don't you think, fellow dropsy folks? Which is why Jesus told the parable he did. It wasn't to teach them what to do. They already knew that. And Jesus told them again right after the parable. It was revealed to them what Jesus, what he had come to do and was doing right before their eyes. They all thought they had the highest seats and that these were rightfully theirs. But who did Jesus single out? Who did Jesus 
gift. Who did Jesus raise up to the highest place? The man with dropsy. The man who, according to their convention, shouldn't have even been there, who should have known better. But Jesus wanted him there, was thrilled that he was there, and honored him, served him, healed him, loved him. And Jesus wanted to do so for all the others as well. As I said, Jesus' door really is open. And the Sabbath, it's not only a day on which it was in fact lawful to heal, but that day which from the beginning God set aside for healing. The Sabbath is a day for us to rest so that we can be served by God. Not that God doesn't serve us and do for us all the other days, He does. But the Sabbath especially, especially for us to hear the word of God, his word of forgiveness, his word of healing, his word of life. And for us to be healed and raised and loved. It is that day for us to enter the door of his house, sit at his table, eat of his banquet and be honored by him. And so if you are full of sin, grotesque, unworthy, and rejected by the respectable, he especially wants you here. And not just here, but all the way up next to him. That's pretty awesome, don't you think? Because usually I think... Usually, we think those seats are reserved for people like Abraham and Moses and David, for for Peter and Paul, or, or maybe Athanasius and Luther, folks like that. But are they? Remember when James and John asked for those seats, those seats of honor, the ones on Jesus' right and on his left? Jesus said, well, not so fast. And last week, we heard once again about the first being last and the last being first. And Jesus said that kind of today as well. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Things aren't always as we expect in the kingdom of God. God just doesn't think like us or do like us, and what a relief that is. Because our thinking and doing just makes a mess of things. God knows better than that. But if God doesn't do things or think like us, the opposite can and is what Jesus is working in you. That you begin to think and do as him. That's when you give a banquet or a dinner And it's not just for your friends or relatives or those who will pay you back. Not only for the good people or for those who will be of some advantage to you. Now I think to a certain extent, Jesus means that literally. It is for us to take care of the poor. To have mercy and compassion on others and not just feigned open doors. But even more, it is to be true of the church. 
that all those in our world disfigured by sin, we welcome them here. That there be no really bad sinners and not so bad sinners here. But that we all, with one voice, standing side by side, confess our utter sinfulness, our complete unworthiness, and God's unfathomable and limitless love and forgiveness. That's why we're here. Not because we're good, but because that's what this day is for. It was lawful to heal on the Sabbath. And it is gospel as Jesus comes to us today with his healing, forgiveness. So if you're a sinner and a really bad one, thank God you're here. Welcome. Repent and be healed. And if you're not or don't think you are, well, we're glad you're here as well. But you might maybe want to take another look at your life. Hold yourself up to the same standards you hold others up to. And if that's not good enough, take a good hard look in the mirror of God's standards and realize how diseased you are too. But then don't slink away in shame. But know that Jesus wants you here and loves you here. And has forgiveness for you here. And if Jesus were here today. He might say. What about this one chaps? What about this one? Should we give them the place of honor? And what else can we say but yes. Amen. In the name of the Father. And of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.